Hello and welcome back to Multimodal. I'm your host, Backstreet Future. Today I wanted to talk about just this explosion that we're seeing uh, of AI art, specifically multimodal AI art. And so if you don't if you don't know, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, uh, what is multi what does multimodal mean? It's like it's like dealing with different modalities. So uh, it's like images and text, video and text. Uh, maybe audio, video, images, and text, right? And you could even take it even further. Like you could even give sensory data. So if there was some kind of sensor on a ship, you could theoretically give a multimodal that kind of sensor as well. Um, the classic example of multimodality, especially in the context of artificial intelligence, is imagine like a computer that can watch um, a weather report and interpret and describe all the events of that weather report. Uh, this is a very hard computer science and artificial intelligence problem because it would need to understand the audio of what the host is saying. It would need to understand the video of the host moving around the different place and communicating. It would need to understand the images in the background with the clouds moving about. It would need to understand some context of cities. And if there's captions or something else like that, it would need to be able to read the text. And so what do you do with multimodal models? I Well, there's a lot you can do. For the scope that I look at, I'm interested in multimodal AI and creativity. So this idea that I can just enter text like a, a baby dolphin high-fiving a shark, right? Let's say that's the text. And using multimodal AI, it would generate an image for me, um, like just from scratch. And just like I could say an illustration of a dolphin high-fiving a shark, and it would make that illustration. No work required on my part. So I'm interested in that. Uh, I'm also interested at some extreme that in theory with a really sufficient multimodal AI model, like you could just type in um, a movie about Tom Cruise stranded on an island and it would generate the entire movie, like the script, the lighting, the characters, everything. Um, and so I think we're starting to see a certain level of virality and a level of mainstream uh, reach for multimodal image models. And all of this is caused by two things. So the first is earlier this year, OpenAI announced DALL-E, D-A-L-L-E, which is a new multimodal model which can generate images from text. And the results they showed were astounding, right? Like just like some of the examples they showed, like for example, the the big, sort of the meme generation, (laughs) the avocado chair meme, uh, it was like, it was like a chair shaped like an avocado. And uh, it was just incredible that the designs it came up with, like it was like an actual industrial product design for like a real chair. Um, and so since then, uh, people online like me have just been obsessed uh, because DALI is not publicly available yet. We've just been obsessed with trying to get access to something like DALI, having our own DALI, training up something better than DALI, uh, and just coming up with our own generations so like you can just create in this new way. Um, and so what happened was OpenAI did not release DALI earlier this year, but but they did release Clip. So Clip, Clip is sort of half of the engine for DALI. They released it, open sourced it. Um, and somebody discovered that you can basically use, you can take the existing Clip and combine it with other models like BigGAN, uh, which is a general adversarial network uh, which can generate images basically. Um, and... Uh, they created a Google Collaboratory notebook, which is like a, this this easy way that you can run AI models and use Google's GPUs for free. Uh, and then essentially it was off to the races. And so since like uh, 
since that somebody made that notebook, uh, I think his name is Ryan Murdoch, who now works at Adobe. Um, it's just been crazy. Like, there's like so many notebooks. I remember playing around with Big Sleep when when it was first popping. Then I was playing around with Deep Days. Okay, that's cool. Um, and then I think I think what really changed the the game a month later was Latent Revisions by Ryan Murdoch. It was another notebook where the generations were honestly starting to get really good. Like it didn't just look like some some GAN that's trained on images from Google Images or something. Like it started like I don't know. Like it started just getting better, and also like the notebooks started getting better too. Like they started being so much more usable. Um, and then now we're seeing, you know, another version of latent revisions because that notebook, people are forking, innovating on it. There's Zotrope. Uh, I also released a video last week showing one of my favorite notebooks, which I believe is a, a spinoff of latent revisions as well. Um, and so what's happening is like, so in my last video, I talked about, it, it was about like all these Twitter accounts that are just resharing people's art that they're making. And also they've simplified it to the point that you can just tweet at them, like a description of an image and they will just generate the image for you and post it on there. Um, and so what's happening is these accounts are getting like, I think they must have like 50, 60,000 followers. Every one of those followers is hearing about, <coughs> is hearing about uh, generating art with images art with text and so the thing about it is it's just so inherently viral like it's like anybody can understand this idea that i will enter text and ai will generate an image you can be any age and have ai generate images for you and as soon as you see somebody else did it and they made this cool image you want to try it and uh, typically people who try it don't just try it once they try it a few times uh just to see what's going on and so i like my twitter feed is just exploding and like which is like this cool art people are generating um and then at the same time it's crazy to see it grow like i was just playing around with big sleep it was really you know uh very focused group of people like i'd say maybe less than like a couple thousand maximum um and now all these people especially people who are artists not necessarily into ai or tech they're starting to hear about it and uh, you know many have reached out to me which is really cool and shout out to all the all the artists out there on the grind um and um uh, I guess what's happening is it's just this viral tipping point. And last week also, OpenAI announced a, a, another version of Clip with bigger weights. So they're releasing the other half, which will mean even better results for people. On top of that, OpenAI published some research around diffusion models, which they argue are better than GANs. And they released the diffusion model as well last week. And so people are getting some pretty impressive results from the diffusion models too. Uh, and so this is all really exciting. And you know, I don't know where this stuff is going to go. So like on one hand, I'm like, these models are crazy. They're fun to play with. It's going viral. Uh, there's a intense group of people who love playing around with it, myself included. And, uh, you know, these notebooks will only keep getting better. And also the, the folks at Eleuther AI, which is, uh, that open source collective that released GPT Neo and GPT J, uh, apparently like, I think they tweeted something like somebody there tweeted like, uh, they they have like a lot of what they need to start training their own version of DALI and releasing that to the public. And at the same time, OpenAI will soon release their own version of, they'll, they'll hopefully release their DALI as well, right? And so uh, what's going to happen to all these notebooks once DALI comes out, once the open source version of it uh, comes out, you know, I think maybe it will go even bigger, right? That's I mean, that's probably what's going to happen. But what we're witnessing right now is I, I think that first very big um 
it's 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 just a tipping point you know where all these people i guess who are more open-minded and receptive but not necessarily in this space are like at least open to it and playing around with it like whoa this stuff is really coming along and i think dally will be an even bigger tipping point if i'm honest like i think a lot of graphic designers will be using it if if dally comes out in the fall uh which is my estimation that's not based on any inside information that's just my estimation for all these different reasons um yeah like i think graphic design will will be changed forever like i i genuinely believe that and look i mean that's part of the reason i'm making the series gptx dally and our multimodal future i'm sorry if, if you've been listening to my podcast and like read my newsletter and i keep talking about it <laughs> but that's also part of the reason i'm making the series is i i almost want to release it before everything goes mainstream um because i also think by releasing it all these people might be exposed to it once it really crosses some threshold um and then uh essentially it can really impact them and benefit them in all these different ways so anyways last week it was a moment in history folks i'm telling you um i'm gonna try below to include links to that twitter account i'll include the link to my favorite notebook which i think is the most usable um, it's in Spanish, but it includes instructions in English in a separate documentation. So I encourage you to play around with it. Um, and also, like honestly, this is just a this is just a moment in history. Enjoy this moment, savor the moment, <laughs> because it's only up from here. Like in the same way, GPT three last year, I was telling people about it. They had no interest. They'd never heard about it. They hate the name for good reason. Um, in the same way, it was like just something these hyper nerds like myself were into that this is the greatest thing ever. Uh, GPT-3 started becoming way more mainstream this year. Like when you start seeing all these YouTube bros playing around with it and messing with it, it's a certain level of mainstream. And on top of that, I'm look, I'm waiting for the day. Honestly, like my dad comes up to me and says like, do you know about this thing called GPT-3? <laughs> That's when I know for sure it will be like beyond mainstream. Like it will be like, <laughs> like really out there. I mean, no disrespect to my dad, but you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not, a, he's not a tech guy, right? So, like, I'm just saying, like, when it gets to, like, when it gets to that level, then for sure, this stuff is, like, super mainstream. But I'm just saying, Dally will be like that, too, right? It's going to really explode, I suspect, when it comes out. Um, you know, a lot of people in the graphic design community will be skeptical about it, hate on it, blah, blah. But I think it, it is the future. And by next year, I think a lot of people will have heard about these things like DALI and GPT-3 and hopefully have watched my series. <laughs> so anyways, that, that was just the point of today's podcast. Enjoy these moments while you can. Play around with multimodal uh, images. Um, there's serious, serious innovation and energy and excitement going on here. And it reminds me a lot about GPT-3 last summer. It wasn't... The energy is not quite... It's It's... Uh, so the uh, GPT-3 energy was different because it was more organized, right? Like there was a company behind it, a well-funded company. This stuff is like everybody is contributing and innovating and creating these notebooks, forking them. And so it's like a more open source kind of energy. But I can still really feel the excitement. It's really touching a nerve. Uh, and so anyways, yeah, play around with it yourself. This stuff is the future. Get yourself ready for Dally. Buckle in. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff is going to be exciting. So anyways, thank you so much for listening. That's this week's podcast. Uh, you can subscribe everywhere. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. I use Pocket Casts personally for my you know podcast player. So it's on there. You know about my newsletter, Vax T Future, B-A-K-Z, tfuture.substack.com. 
Um, and you also uh, you also know about my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash B-A-K-Z-T-Future. If you love multimodal stuff, if you're interested in multimodal stuff, you have to watch my series. Hopefully, hopefully dropping next month. I'm really excited about the series. I almost want it to be a rite of passage for anybody into multimodal art, multimodal creativity in general. If you want to make music one day with multimodal models, if you want like, I hope my series can be almost like a rite of passage, like almost like... It's almost like the espresso and the, uh, you know, that beginner level tutorial to sort of ex- like give you a taste of this whole world and like the potential of it and where it could go. So anyways, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm sorry this uh, podcast episode was late this week. I was really busy. Uh, one of my very close friends is getting married. So I just, you know, I'm making more time just to spend some time with him and connect and all those other things. So thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.